Welcome back to the Strange Days podcast and today we wrap up our reading together of Psalm 103. The Psalms are a fascinating book to read because they're not a textbook. They are case studies of people bringing their wounds, bringing their particular circumstances, bringing their lives, bringing their joy before God and in his presence, um, meditating on his goodness. David, in writing the psalm, doesn't deal with any specific sin or circumstances, so it's quite rare in that it's a, it's a general case study of what to do in life. And what, what David does in the psalm, and which we're encouraged to do, is to remember God. As David phrases it, he says, Do not forget the Lord and all his benefits. Now, of course, we do forget, right? We do forget all the time. And the reason we forget is right at root cause due to pride. We want to do this life on our own. We want to make sense of it outside of God's authority and his creator rights over us. And so we tend to want to forget who God is. We want to go through this life believing that we're at the center of it. And to a degree we are sometimes forgetful of those things which are most important to us. The truth about our Creator, the truth about how He has loved us through His Son, the truth about how His kingdom is coming and one day will come fully. We forget those things due to our pride. But have you noticed that we sometimes remember things which are the most damaging? We remember acts of selfishness we've done towards others or that others have done to us. Remember the criticisms from when we were young, the words spoken of our lives by close friends or perhaps family. We seem to be in quite a tricky situation where the good things that speak truth about who God is and his kingdom, we tend to forget. But then the bad things, the damaging things caused by our selfishness and our sin towards each other are the very things that seem to stick into our souls and that we struggle to forget. And David, fully aware of this, pens the psalm as our general kind of case study. As he speaks to his soul and in the presence of God, prays through these truths such that his innermost parts catch fire and he remembers who God is. And so right at the end here, the last couple of verses, David has, in the presence of God, meditate on the truth of God. His soul has caught fire here. And so he ends with these verses. From verse 20. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. David just lines up all the people that he knows are blessing the Lord. The the angels, the hosts, the ministers, all the works of the Lord in all places of his dominion, or in other words, all all the places of his kingdom. That They would bless the Lord because that is the appropriate response to someone who is at the core of their lives, aware of God's presence in their conscious of God's goodness. David closes the psalm exactly where he started it. It's the big 
theme, bless the Lord, O my soul. Wouldn't that be the, the words on our lips as we go through our days and weeks and months, and particularly in this season of COVID? We speak to our soul saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. Now, how do you do that? How do you transition from that sentence that we spoke about yesterday? Oh, there's a spider on my neck. To, there's a spider on me. How do we, how do we allow the truth of who God is to become something compelling that galvanizes to action? Well, it's not just declaring the truth about God, but it's seeing what this love of God cost. That he sent his one and only son. That the iniquities, the, the rebellion was placed on him. That we would meditate on the great cost that Jesus Christ endured so that we could be brought into God's presence. That's what we have an opportunity to do when we step aside out of our usual hurried rhythms and we slow down to encounter God. We have an opportunity to meditate on what the great love of God cost Him so that we could experience homecoming. Final analogy I'll leave you with is that of an iron bar. You know if an iron bar is bent and you try and straighten it, if you just go ahead and straighten it, you might get it superficially back in line, but internally you would have made it very brittle because the internal structure of the bar never changed and it's now damaged and will be weak and it can break and be brittle into the future. The right way to do it is to, is to warm up the iron bar, to, to heat it up and then to mold it and to conform it because... Once it's in that shape, the internal structure is still strong and aligned. In many ways, that's what David is doing in this psalm. Is he's, he's warming his soul up so such that he can end on this flourish of blessing the Lord. He's, he's reminded himself of who God is. He's prayed truth into his heart in the presence of God until it's called fire. And it's that fire that allows him to no longer be brittle or to be conformed or to be bent by the world, but to be shaped by who God is and his purposes for his life. So God, as we wrap up our reading of this psalm, would you, in the deep inner structures of our hearts, warm our souls up? God, we know that we've been bent and we've been shaped by truth that isn't yours. So right now in this place, as we take maybe a few minutes just to continue to meditate on who you are, would you warm up our hearts and shape our hearts so that you would be molded into your image. Amen.